Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to Dude Check This Out, a music podcast. Check out Hambone Relay's new album, Say Hi to Earl. Available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and just about everywhere else. You can get more info or buy the record at our website, www.hambonerelay.com. Dude Check This Out is sponsored by Bald Birds Brewing Company in Audubon, Pennsylvania. Welcome to Dude, check this out. My name is Rob Tate of Hambone Relay. Speaking of Hambone Relay, that's who's hosting this wonderful podcast. We bring friends of ours to come and talk about all sorts of music. Mark Brown is on the uh, the keyboards and the uh, the computers and stuff. Hey. And he, that's all he'll say for the rest of the episode. My name is Rob Tate. I'll be, be the, uh, the fake Howard Stern of uh, this uh, podcast here. We were just talking about uh, Howard Stern's wonderful show. Who are you, who are you again, Mark? You're... Uh, I'm... Baba Booey, dude. He's Baba Booey. I'm, I'm Fafa Fui. I'm uh, Fafa. Gary, Gary Delabani, dude. The hey, wait, producer, wait, 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 wait. Well, who's um, who's his uh, co-host? The, Robin, the woman. I almost said Robin. Will Thick, you be my Jesus Robin? <laughs> Robin Thick. Robin. Robin Quivers. Robin Quivers. Her name. Will I be your Robin? Sure, sure, dude. And hey, a real quick caveat. You know, we uh, we talk about this on every single episode. There are too many genres to talk about. There are so many styles of music. We are not getting to all of them. In fact, there are a few genres of music we'll call them that I definitely want to pop into uh, in the next couple episodes. But we'll talk about that a bit later uh, today. Our uh, co-host and uh, guest of the evening is Andy Moat of AMFM sitting with us. How are you, buddy? Doing great. Chilling. Yeah. Coming from Lancaster, driving all the yeah. way down. I love it. So he was, Andy was just saying before we turned on that you, you're starting to get the itinerary ready for your next couple of uh, dates with AMFM, right? Yeah, I did the office hours stuff today. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> the fun part. Well, Han, so what's your least favorite part of it all? Is it just like talking to, figuring out which band members on which gig? Because we have that problem, <laughs> even with just three of us. Yeah, like they usually, the band members usually let me know right beforehand. Do you have like a Google Calendar? And yeah, we've been, we've been getting better at the Google Calendar thing where all the information is there that I know, you know, mm-hmm. so they know, so they don't have to ask me the over the years, it's like day of the gig. Everyone's like texting me, like, hey, "Where is it? What's the, what yeah, time? Where is it? <laughs> what, what time's load in? Do I, I need? A, do I need to bring anything? Can I get That's a ride? Me. Can get a ride? So where we're playing? Um, can you pick me up? Um, yeah. What time is it? What time? What time is it? Like right now? <laughs> I'm a. I'm not irresponsible. I'm just. I'm a little space cadetty. The, yeah, that's just normal. And it's only it only started happening as soon as I was trying to keep up with Mark Brown and the drinking. Yeah. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Dude? Bro, you've <laughs> you put me under the table multiple I'm, times. Right, I'm sober. I'm, I'm Mark Brown is sober this episode. Two days. <laughs> two days. We're on day two. Congrats. Just, hey, we're hoping to make it to the Suburban Senses Festival. Uh, make sure to go uh, get some tickets to that festival, man. It's going to be a good time. In fact, you're on that festival. Yeah. Sensi Family Gathering. Sensi Family Gathering. Yeah, we met them through a friend in Lancaster, Matt Hostetter, and he said, oh, you should check these guys out. They just came to town. They should come back. You should play with them. Mm-hmm. 
And they, what's the connection? Like a venue or like uh, what? It was just our friend Matt. I don't know. Maybe he grew up with somebody or he knew, you know, you know how it works. Like, yeah, somebody knows somebody of somebody. It's always friends. Yeah. When you meet somebody right away and they're awesome people and willing to, you're like, yeah, come to our hometown. You come to ours right away. It was. Oh, that's like the cool chemistry out. between people. Yeah. I love that. Have you met such them? Great, such great guys. Yeah. We've done probably three, four shows with them now. They feel like, to me, they would be a really great band to have at Sprout. Like, Yeah. Did you guys do a show with them at Sprout? I don't think we've done Sprout with them. We've been to New Jersey with them, and they've been to Lancaster with us. Let me guess. You did the Firehouse in Jersey? or Yeah, we've Holly, done right? the Firehouse. Yeah, and, Holly. and this uh, place, Alibi Room, was the first time they had us out. And it was just this outdoor like bungalow place. <laughs> and people... I'll never forget one of their... One of their their fans uh, was there from the get go, and he in the middle of our opening set he had to, he was dancing so hard he needed to take a break, and he, he just laid down right in his spot on the dance floor in front of us because uh, he didn't want to lose his spot. <laughs> he just needed a breather. Like those are the kind of fans that that come out to suburban shows. You need some of those. We need some of those. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. They're cool dudes. He just man. took a quick nap and got back up and kept dancing. Oh my god, we, we we've shared a couple bills together at Sprout and then the like and yeah and stuff like that. And you guys are incredible. Um, oh, likewise. Well, today, you know, in fact, today I was uh, we'll get back to suburban, but uh, we I was checking out your your record from beginning to, to end. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And then I did like some research on it. Is is it true you had thirty some musicians on your your last record with AMFM, the, the first one? Yeah. It's like oh. over we had the studio for 3 days and right. we ended up tracking I think like 16 songs. And okay. it was just like we put the song list together and we're like who who can do like you what know, day and like what day what time. what time so we scheduled it around that the third day was like all overdubs we brought in an orchestra like friends of friends and people we wow. knew it filled uh there's a studio the Sugar Tank in Lancaster that's a big enough room that we could fit everybody in the one room, track it all at once. Oh, you didn't do overdubs for the... um, We did the the band the first two days, and then the orchestra, we filled the room. I think it was 15 or 16 people live. That's a dream of mine, too, is to have an orchestra on a record. Oh, I got tears. The the first take of the first song. like You're like, that's it? Yeah, I was sitting in the control room on the couch, like, trying not to, like... I was like, it was a lot of work leading up to it, so it well, was oh, good to you hear. Were, you were doing the arrangements as well, or was like a yeah. person in their troop doing it? Okay. Yeah. So you were doing all the arrangements, and then like to have them in there and then produce that like emotion to your stuff must have been... Well, to hear these arrangements on a computer with MIDI or like basic sample mm-hmm. sounds is like, okay, it sounds, it sounds good. And then to have some a group of 15 or 16 people play it live like over what the band just did, we were like, oh, this sounds good already. We're happy with it, and then when, you know, the third day when the orchestra played, it was just like, wow, this real musicians sound way better than <laughs> MIDI. Um, how big was this orchestra itself? Like was a couple, like two two violins, two violas, like a couple cellos. Bass, um, like what? If I remember correctly, we had three violins, a viola, a cello. Uh, the next row was uh, no double bass. Um, it was well, yeah, bassoon, uh, flute, 
um, clarinet, berry sax, tenor sax, alto sax, trumpet, trombone. I'm probably missing. It's some. okay. It, it, it's a long time ago. But you, but uh, all these guys are local guys, and they, they it was just like a hired gun type of thing, or this is like a true. Yeah, everybody. People? I reached out. I was, kind of, I ran into an issue with like getting a the string quartets together mm-hmm. at the same time. So it was just like I made a post on one of those forums on the internet and immediately had like way too many people responding. So I got to meet a lot of these people the day of the session. Oh, wow. And we've since done more stuff together. How nerve-wracking was that? Just like, uh, I hope this works out. Well, yeah. <laughs> we did have that discussion. Like, well, luckily we like the way it sounds already. So mm. this is just kind of icing on the cake. That's amazing. And and the record sounds great. Uh it, it's just self-titled, correct? Like, I'm not... Yeah. Okay. Um, if anybody's listening, please go check that out on uh, Spotify. We'll have it on the, uh, the Spotify curated playlist for this episode of the, the uh, right podcast. It's going to be DCTO number 13 featuring Andy Moat. And then we'll have your records uh, of all your groups and, like, little snippets of things that you've yeah. been in. By the way, how many fucking bands are you in? <laughs> As many as possible, yeah. <laughs> well, because I was like checking out the website, and then also like I kind of kept going and like just diving in. You're in a bunch of groups, so here. I didn't know you were in the band Herbie. Yeah, for a limited amount of time. That's how I met Mark. Whatever, right. twelve. Yeah, dude, forever years ago. ago. Right? <laughs> so Mark was also in Herbie. When when did you guys meet? Well, I, wasn't, that? I, I just well, you I, played I with, play with. He Herbie. played some gigs for the band. Yes, but yeah. yeah. I, play, yeah, I remember helping, uh, he was playing in the theater gig that I play now, and I was, you know, uh, probably in college, I just got to college, but he had to show up late to this one show, and we were like hauling this Leslie speaker up this the stairs Wait, you of... you made him haul So, so, no, so you, you know what happened? So I, I, I got my, Yeah, what happened, Mark? Like 10.30? Like I, happened. Got my, I took my car to Jiffy Loop, never again. <laughs> oh, Jiffy Loop's terrible. I, I got the transmission flushed or whatever, and mm. they didn't put fluid back in it, right? Oh, this is this show. Or it was a radiator. It was a red... Uh, did they flush it? They didn't put fluid back in it, so my engine overheated, right? Mm. So I was like... I, I was on my way to the gig, and my engine fucking overheated, so... I had to like I was like pouring water in the thing and I called Jay and I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna make it man I don't know what to do you know <laughs> so I rolled up and they, they helped me carry the Leslie up well up the stairs or whatever or what, what a couple flights we were recording an album right a live album yeah it was a live, at a, was a live a album. venue oh you like, were on a live album oh, it was man. an ABC so yeah it was like it was like game time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I like walked in like when we started playing. Like, you got us up, yeah. It, and it, it was, was like, let's just downbeat. Oh man, and that was twelve years ago. Did you say? I'm guessing. Yeah, I lived in Lancaster then, so that was probably that makes sense. I think that album was 2006 or seven when yes. I joined that band. So I was working at the theater then. Yeah, yeah. So you both worked at the American Music Theater then, mm-hmm. uh, at the same ish time. We've never overlapped school or. Theater. Or, yeah, and you went to the same college. That's right, uh, Lebanon Valley. Uh, that's how you knew the Herbie guys, right? Yeah, it's from yeah. LVC. Yeah, that's how we met. Yep. I, they just hung up. Uh, their guitar player was leaving, and they hung up a flyer in the in the music hall. And I'm like a freshman or whatever. I'm like looking for a band, so I pulled off the little tab, oh, little tab. and, like, <laughs> and called the uh, called the number because they had like a cool picture. I was like, no, oh, that looks cool. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll go do that. They it's rehearse like, in town. Time. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't at the worst if you saw like a uh, like an ad like that and all the tabs were gone and you were just wow. see I'm in, in the era after that so we had Craigslist and the oh, everything yeah. else so this was apparently still tab this is tab era like print out <laughs> right. 
<laughs> well, tabs and tabs, I guess. Yeah. But but no, we never, I never had that. I never got to deal with that um, experience, I guess. But so you guys did not truly overlap then in college. Never. Or, never. or the, or the, uh, the theater. Yeah. What, what year did you graduate, Andy, from LVC? 2009. Okay. So I, I was 03. So we're like six years apart. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. The whole band, Herbie, I guess, had graduated. About yeah, they, they're before. older than me, so they graduated. Oh, Jay okay. graduated the year before I did. Huh? So. Oh wow! They had decided, I think, just then not to move to Georgia or something or Atlanta and stay in town. Okay. And so I. For those who don't know, Herbie's a band that's out in Lancaster, right? They're based out of Lancaster originally. It was like Anvil, Harrisburg area. Most of the guys okay. lived that way. Um. Uh, they they were a great band. Um, I guess still are. They still are. Once in or fact, twice a year, we're playing. Yeah. We're playing <laughs> once or twice a year. We're play, Hambone really is playing their festival, Fedge of July. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And the next month, if you want those dates, please go to hambonerelay.com and check out the uh, info for tickets. Well, no, th- no tickets. If you want to see where it is, hit us up, and we'll yeah. see if we can get you in. July there. There's 13. like twenty bands. Yeah, the, yeah. It's a lot of music. A ton of bands. It's be a good time. Man. Is this the seventeenth year or something? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this, isn't it <laughs> this is my like first? I've never been to Fedge July. No it's way. First man. Really? It's seventeen. <laughs> this is the first one, yeah, and you played with right? them before. Well, it's gonna be a really good time. And um, what's what's their whole gimmick this year? It's like old enough to. I don't know. It's don't old know. enough to something. Go check old out there. Old enough for me or something. Old enough for me. I think it's. What oh, it's it a says. yeah. It's like a winger, like seventeen. Quote or something like that with uh, ah, ah. The, with Herbie's drummer, Fedge, his head just superimposed on one of the dudes from Winger, right in the middle. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But no, but back to what we were saying is that you you're in a lot of group. You were in a lot of groups and as just like a band member, and then also became like band leader over time. You had your own group, the Andy Moat group. Yeah, that was like your first record. That at least that was on your website. I was checking out. It's awesome. You got Mike oh, Wittrian on bass, which is like a homie yeah. of ours. Wittering on bass, Fedge from Herbie on drums. Right. It was just the three of us. Oh, wow. I got to town into Lancaster, and I was like, "How do I? Who? Who do I? Need who do to I know? call? <laughs> who? Where are people playing? I should put something together for like a a thing. I like to write music, so I mean, yeah. Wittering can read anything. Fedge can play anything. Dude, those two dudes are badasses. Badasses. They clicked immediately, like yeah. first time yeah. meeting and playing. Uh, as people or just musically? Both. Or both. Yeah. Okay. They both have a similar sense of humor. <laughs> Dirty. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find two people like that. <laughs> no, but you, you have a ton of bands, and so I was. I was. Here's what I was curious about. When you were younger, right? Were Were you the only like guitar player like in your family? Did you play with like anybody like your dad or your uncle? Or I think brother? my first guitar was my uncle's like gift to me. Like he had one and just didn't play it or something. Uh-huh. So it was like. I think my dad mentioned, like, oh, he's interested in guitar. So my uncle was like, here. Just take mine. (laughs) It was like a no-name Stratocaster kind of thing, and I beat it up. (laughs) Is it still around, or did you... uh... I have no idea where it would be. It's out in the ether. Yeah, it's... If anyone has, like, a no-name Stratocaster that has a permanent marker on the headstock that says Suckocaster, that's it. (laughs) Get it back to me. <laughs> I'll pay you twenty dollars. <laughs> it's worth it. I yeah. promise. <laughs> but that's incredible. And then, like, what? That, I guess that was like middle school. You learning how to play. You playing like bands, like garage bands and stuff like that. Or what's the? What was your like your childhood like? My first gig, I think, was at my own birthday party. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I put together a, a band with other guys in like the sixth grade or something like that, and 
we learned like three songs and made a whole show of it and built our own PA out of like old out of everybody's everybody's equipment speaker. that they had. They yeah, like old stereo over. systems at home. Where I was like, "Mom, we need this. We need to figure out how to plug the mic into it." So you know. <laughs> Ragtag, like, like taped up to everything. Just like, hope oh, this works. Yeah, <laughs> the parents ran in like the VFW or some the basement of like the VFW, and like we like I don't know played our three songs. And do you still have video from it? Like just to, just to know where. I hope there's still video. I hope it, it it like surfaces one day. Like one day, no, you need to hit me up within the next week so I can put it on the podcast. Like right here, so I can put it right on here. The episode. Cut here it is. Cut here it is. This is Andy Moat. As a, I guess, sixth grade would be 11, 12? Yeah. Something like that. Janko jeans and, you know, I think we learned a Marilyn Manson song and our drummer quit because of it. Like, <laughs> that sounds like middle school. It it's like right. the song, there's a riff on the bottom string. That's like, that's the one I know how to play. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to have to put that, we're going to have to find that song now. now put it, put it on the Spotify playlist song. thing, right? <laughs> LVC after high school and all that and you're playing yeah. did you go to school for guitar itself or did you, were you going with like um, I did recording okay at LVC and like a jazz concentration and ended up getting like a like a physics minor and philosophy minor like I had like so much Jesus, time Andy. I was doing like 22 credits for like the first two years and they were like alright well you're done and I was like I have a year left and they're like no can I, can I do other stuff <laughs> But so, was, so it's safe to say that you 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 were uh, very prominent in college. You did very well in college and just well, I, like studying, I, I, checking things out and... for the first couple of years. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then Herbie was playing a lot at the time, so mm-hmm. I was leaving every weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, just like touring or just doing local stuff or a bit of everything. They were going, you know, like New York, um, Maryland, like West Virginia, you know, Delaware, you know, like this, this whole area mm-hmm. around the PA. tri-state and stuff like that. Yeah. And they had a van and it was nice. It was like, I just had to like know when they were picking me up at my house. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have to care where we were going. Right. It was just like fun. Like, okay, I just like amps in the car. Like, cool. Let's go. Sure. We, we play, <laughs> we drink and hang out and forget about it. Yeah. And I was like 18 or 19 at the time. So it was like all exciting and like. Oh, I get to drink with like some band and like <laughs> go play shows. How do you feel now? Now I'm the, like the old guy that they were like, yeah, get your shit together. <laughs> like you never drive, you never <laughs> help load out. <laughs> like, now I'm that old crotchety. You're the crotchety leader. Yeah. <laughs> you're the, I'm like you're you the, have no idea how long it took to book this gig, and like everyone's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. where are we? And like, there's some bit of you that's like resentful, like "fuck you guys." I can't say anything about it because I was I like, "damn it, that was me!" Like, like a couple years ago. Like, and you just have to, <laughs> you just kind of have to take it and be like, "It's okay, they're gonna know." When I'm they jealous. Have I know. I'm so jealous. I didn't know how good I had it. In fact, uh, Mark and I talk about this all the time. When Mark was in the bridge, like the gigs were taken care of and everything, and like you were just like you were on the road. But now that Mark is in charge of booking Hambone Relay, he's told me it's the like, same thing. I'm the old man. You're now. the old man of the group. <laughs> Before it was yeah. just like, oh, cool, the gig's over. Mark's drunk again. I guess he's not driving to the hotel. <laughs> you, know? you know, but now it's like, oh, god damn it. 
Um, I remember being in with friends in Pittsburgh one time when you just joined the bridge, and I saw a poster. We were like getting some food somewhere. Poster said the bridge, and it was like that's tonight. I was like, Mark just joined the bridge. So like hit him up. He's like, yeah, you guys can come in. Uh, he, I don't know, got us in or something. Or I don't club know. Club cafe, right? Was it club cafe? Yeah. And at the end of the night, uh, I, I was having maybe having a smoke outside, and I tried to come back in. I couldn't get. I was like, I know the guy in the band. Okay, I got to come back in. You were that guy. And like there was no one else in the venue, and Mark was like yelling at the bartender at the end, and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know, should we? <laughs> Should I even bother? You were yelling at the bartender? Remember that? You're like, let's do some shots. (laughs) (laughs) That was totally you. I was, I was, I was, I was kind of the drunk in the. No, I wasn't kind of. I was. (laughs) I was like, my throat hurts. I was like, cool. I get to, I get to. I'm in a rock band. We toured the country, and I get to drink every night for free. Yeah, sign me up. Hell yeah! (laughs) I just cleaned out our um our van. Our touring vehicle. Oh, you and, got one. Uh, well, I have like a big SUV that we mm. pull a trailer with, and we can fit up to eight people in. But I cleaned it out recently because we had off for a little bit, and I found a chicken nugget in one of the pockets of the seat, <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me of a fight that we had one night at like four a.m. somewhere because somebody we all went to McDonald's because it was the only thing open, and somebody ate all my chicken nuggets before we even got to the hotel. Because I always have to, you know, you get have to drive. Get and some, I know who it was, <laughs> but somebody ate all my chicken nuggets. And they apparently, uh, there's a whole thing. I was like, well, where are all the chicken nuggets? And there was one in the seat pocket where this one band member always sits. And I was like, see, I told you it was you. Did you send the text? Wait, was he drunk? He didn't remember doing it? <laughs> he apparently ate two, like, 20 piece nuggets wow. between McDonald's and the hotel. The, yeah, the fun parts of traveling. The, we, we talking food and traveling and stuff. Mark's car, God bless you. Um, Mark's Ford gets, uh, let's say, ransacked by Seven Eleven checkers. <laughs> Thrown up on. In. Oh, oh, I cleaned it up. You did clean it up. <laughs> you did clean it up. I had one really bad night. I, yeah. I, uh, I'll tell the story now. So we were in <laughs> we were in Richmond, Virginia. Have you ever played Cary Street Cafe? Yeah. We, we love it there. Yeah. Uh, do you like it over at yeah, Cary Street? Cool ass people. Yeah, in Richmond, it's a great spot. Uh, anyway, so we're playing with this band called Squaring the Circle, who are really good friends of ours. Yeah, and uh, we opened, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have a great old time. I'm gonna get drunk and have a kick ass time. Because music's until at least like two a.m. Right? right, and we like, we were the done. Our first set was done at like ten thirty. <laughs> no, we, we we were done at like eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Give me a half hour. Anyway, so so anyway, so I, I I'm drinking like crazy shots beers, whatever, talking to people. My buddy Aaron Zero comes in. He's a drummer from I went to college with. So, oh, shit, can I buy you something? He's like, yeah, but don't give me a beer. Give me a cider. I'm like, okay. So we drink ciders. That's where my night turned. <laughs> and I kept drinking like Too I was sweet. doing before. Yeah. And then outside, this is where I black out. Outside, I, I remember sitting on a car, and then everything turned off. And Mark and, and our guitarist Luke have told me that I basically just slid off the car like in slow motion. Couldn't catch myself and just fell on the street. And basically, I got up, was like, "See ya!" and walked to the car, walked to the car, the the back passenger side, well, no, back driver's side uh, seat. And I basically just vomited for the re- for like what for the hour? rest of the night, an hour <laughs> for the hour rest 15. of the night. <laughs> don't drink cider, kids. I don't think You'll miss the uh, the headliner if if you drink cider. You missed the headliner. Yeah. No, I was there, just not mentally there for the headliner. (laughs) 
We always have good stories the couple times that we've been at Cary Street. What's your good story? What's your best story from Cary Street? uh, His name is... Oh, it's got this person's name. (laughs) Something Scott. He came in. His introduction was we were in the middle of our set. He came in and put a briefcase down in front of me on the stage. Gave me a look. And in between songs, he goes, I'm sitting in tonight. I was like, like, who are you? Like, what, what do you mean? He's like, I play harmonica. I said, okay. And he just gets him out and starts blowing harp right there. I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe let's wait a couple songs. Like, I'll talk to the guys. And he goes, you know what? I'm mad at you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is my new favorite guy. So I, I cannot wait for set break. So we just hung out with this guy for like, we took an extended set break just to like, to meet this guy, video like, footage him. of him just like heckling people and he's super obnoxious and funny. That was our first experience there. And the, some of the people wandering around outside too. It's always a... The funny people. It's a good time <laughs> over there for sure. For sure. And um, I'm trying to think of another good Carrie Street story that... Uh, we still I, have that guy's number, by the way, and we still hit him up every time. Oh my God, please give us his Wait, number so we can party with him. a good harmonica player though? He had this awesome one lick. That he would do, but he... He played a lot. Yeah, he was in the middle of smoking, and like he would kept trying to do it outside on the porch and kept coughing, and we have this, oh, this video footage of him hitting on this woman with Play his harmonica, but he's coughing through it, and he can't... Yeah. How, how romantic. That's all he has. He's just playing through the lick. The one-liners that he had were just so inappropriate. Like, I, I love meeting Do you remember like any? That. Do you remember any? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what kind of audience are we... This is this is open. <laughs> this is an open audience. He kept saying Muff Divers USA, no muff too tough. We dive at five. Thank you. Good night. Awesome. So every time we go uh, to Richmond, we we always text him and say, do we dive at five? And he always doesn't save anyone's number. And he's always like, who is this? <laughs> like, we're like, how many people do you tell that to that like... <laughs> <laughs> we weren't the only people that he says these lines. You have to double check. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please give us this guy's number. We will call him when we go to Richmond. It'll oh, be he's amazing. A but we love Richmond. It's it's a good time. Uh, you ever played Martin's uh, downtown? Oh, that's our uh, favorite Roanoke. venue. Down in oh, you've Virginia. been down there. Yeah. Oh, we've been we down play, there a couple times. We yeah. play down there a bunch. It's um, one of our other favorites in Virginia for sure. Yeah, their setup is amazing. Uh, one of my favorite things is the first thing you see when you walk in the door to load in. It says no wagon wheel, and I knew right away this was like this my is, this new is the favorite. Place we'll come back. <laughs> they have amazing sound and lights, and they're like mm-hmm. the hospitality is amazing. And, and the, the crew there is just yeah. I mean, well, the music. Uh, what's the cat's name that does sound for us usually when we're there? Corey. Corey's the best. Sound check lasts like two seconds. Uh huh. He's like, done it so much. And, and he just and like, the sound the sounds usually great in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've done a few gigs there, different bands, and we had. Uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby, um, Bobby T, and uh, what was his band called? Um, Revelator Hill. Revelator Hill, and we oh, also okay, yeah. had Squaring the Circle, and we've had Stig. We did a, a gig with Stig. Oh, good. There. Yeah, I talked to them a little bit. Yeah, they're, they're cool. They're great. Yeah, yeah they're cool. are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you played with uh, any shows? No, with them? And, uh, nothing. Yeah, ended up you guys would be there. a good fit with them, actually. They're, yeah, they're where are they actually band. from? Because well, they moved a bunch. They, they were... said first time I talked to them, they were like Colorado, then Asheville, or uh-huh. like Philly, and I'm like, I was confused. Am I talking to the same Stig? When we play with them, they were from Boston. Boston. No way. But they moved. There's another one. But they they were moving to Denver or Colorado, Boulder. And then they moved to Virginia, right? I don't know. 
They moved to Virginia. <laughs> they just were, they're, they're looking for like a home base. They were trying to figure out where they belong. That's so, tough, man. It takes um, a long time. And Denver's hard because all the jam bands move out there, and then it's over over. Um, uh, what's the word? Not saturated. Popular, saturated. And thank you. And then everyone's kind of just figuring out where You're they welcome. where they land. That's why I'm the producer. I have, that's a, why I'm I have a dictionary, drinking. right? A thesaurus right here. <laughs> that's why I'm drinking. <laughs> anyway, with Herbie, though, you got to go to a bunch of different places. Were you doing like East Coast or were you kind of just all over the, the place? I think the farthest we went was like Ithaca and Utica, New York. Um, and then we do like the Delaware Beach side in New York. Um, and then West Virginia, Virginia, all that kind of stuff. I don't. Did we ever go to Pittsburgh? I don't know. We, we was, haven't played Pittsburgh yet. As this function of the trio, we just did. Luckily, like an, another band, Broctopus, brought us out, which was we were supposed to play a game with Broctopus. Oh yeah, yeah, but the venue awesome closed. Guys. Yeah, venue they're cool closed. dudes. They're what awesome. was the venue that we were supposed to play? I don't remember now, but it was, it was in Pittsburgh, and it, it was. It, it closed it, like a month before, and I we were driving somewhere. I was like, "Mark, did you see the venue close?" He's like, "What?" And we got on the Facebook, and sure enough, it, it had closed down. That has happened to us before too. It's terrible. Where you can't get a hold of the booking guy. Yeah, and they're gone. They don't care. They're, <laughs> they've already been they've fired. They've given up. Or they've been fired, right? We've had a couple of those in the past uh, week or so. Um, but uh, it's a gig. <laughs> but um, So with Herbie, you were with, with them for how many years? Um, I guess I joined like 2006 or seven, mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point, I think it's like two shows a year. It's usually like a festival called Debt Fest. Um. And a Herbie Christmas, like the annual long running. They started mm-hmm. something back way before my time where every year at, uh, at ABC in Harrisburg, uh, usually the second weekend of December, it was like an annual like themed show. And that's complete with Santa nuts. Santa nuts still came out this past year. Did he really? Yeah. It was like uh, their friend nuts would always get shit faced and dress up as Santa and it was like a whole gag thing and he still does it that's awesome 20 years in the making that's awesome Becoming well, so you're like you're a side man with Herbie, right? And then yeah, and then over time you start leading your own groups. Or at the same time, are you leading your own group at the same time? Um, no, I I thought I was. I took a cruise ship gig where you just go play in the you theater did? with uh, what uh, cruise line? Uh, with Princess Cruise Lines. Okay, and it was a lot of fun. And I like I got exposed to this whole. I started working at a theme park too. Um, Which one? And got exposed uh, Hershey Park. Uh-huh. I was running sound there, and I was like getting exposed to this whole theater side, like gigging, working musicians that things I've no one told me in school, like no one ever told me about cruise ships, theaters, theme parks, any of those, like those like easy fun gigs. Yeah. They're, uh, they're conventional, but unconventional. Nobody thinks about like, Oh, that's a gig. Yeah. Yeah. Like here's money to go on vacation on this cruise in this winter for like six months to the Caribbean. Literally and just, and just play music with, Whoever like did you play in like one of the the bigger bands like where they had like celebrities like sing with the band yeah it was like stuff? the theater band and then at nighttime you go to the jazz club and play oh, play like okay. we did every night we had a set so it was paid vacation a couple friends of mine have done cruise ships and they talk a lot about how they would do like you know like the pool set they would do the, they had like a, a um what they call it like a club set 
where they'd have the yeah. club every night for three hours, and they had to like hold the people there. We so. did like the older crowd, like the ballroom dancing set. Oh, yeah. So you saw some stuff. The wine bar jazz <laughs> stuff. Well, snobby people. No, it just like older crowd. I guess okay. not not a uh, some of the I guess the cruise lines are like party okay. teenagers and stuff like that. This this was not that. So that this was this, not that. This is more type. family older. Oh okay. Uh, the one my, my ones my friends were telling me about it was pretty much like people were partying and doing their thing and and whatnot. But then you come back and then you start your own groups. Is that kind of what happens or is it over time? So I thought I was going to just keep doing that because it's awesome and fun right. to like travel around the world, meet people from all over the place. And then I took this summertime for three months, a contract at AMT. And American Music Theater out American in, um, Music Theater, what, uh, in Lancaster. Lancaster, yeah. I thought I'll do that between cruise ship things. And uh, I met Missy and the theater was awesome. They're like, come back next year. And I haven't left. And it's been like 10 years. So I mean, that's a great side gig to have mm-hmm. and just like pounding out shows, make some bread. And then you, when you do your own thing, you, you got the Well, bread. yeah. I was like, okay, well, if we're going to live here in Lancaster, like... I'll just figure out who plays around here. I, like, I would look when they had the newspaper, like they would list all the, the gigs, and I was like, okay, that's where newspaper. people play. This is who's playing. So I just would go to all the gigs and meet people right away. And uh, like Mike Wittrian was a lot of help because he had been in the area a while and knew everybody. So he's like, if you want to do jazz gigs, these are the guys you got to know. If you want to do these wedding bands, this, you know, mm-hmm. so on. And you kind of, over, t- over that amount of time, you figured out kind of where you fit in the scene there in Lancaster. Yeah, just just doing any and every gig. Uh-huh. And it's still like that. Like, just, And Lancaster has collecting more people over the years, and like the venues are changing in a good way. In, what, so, in like what way? Uh, when I first moved there, it was all the venues were more like restaurant jazz gigs, and that's just what happened. Like the main, main venue was Chameleon Club, which still has bands, but more of the rock scene. And that was like the venue for shows. Mm-hmm. And then everything else was just like, all right, you play, play jazz. And like, since then, like all these venues have opened, like tell us 360. They're like, anything you want to do, any, any and all music, any and all ideas. And then, so everyone was like, oh, great. Uh, let's do that too. Yeah. Like the, the jazz gigs, all those venues have like pushed jazz out and like welcomed all the younger local bands because they bring all their friends Mm -hmm. so it's cool i can play with three different bands every weekend at home some weekends that's that's great and then you can kind of just build a like a big old lancaster scene but like with tell us 360 we've played there a few times that place is very eclectic we love it like like different types of people run in and you You can't put your finger on it yeah no i i mean it's like it's uh it's got a vibe it's the best thing I could say. Well, now that I think they have five different, I guess you'd call it stages for music. Five? I thought it was only three. I thought they had the one in the main, the main room where you walk in, the one in the back. That they've just redone. Right. The main room where the people with touring bands tour through, right? Yeah. And then the upstairs one? Uh, well, they have the roof they do music on and the basement that they do music on. Well, I didn't know they had a basement. There's like a speakeasy kind of thing. It's okay. this ever-evolving... Damn. Okay. <laughs> Literally, they just sit around every day and they're like, what can we do to like, evolve? 
We're like, what's happening now? Oh, like, I mean, what I, can we do? I think that's great. I, I, it's if amazing. You, if you guys haven't been to Tell Us Three Sixty, people watching the podcast or listening to the podcast, please go check it out. It's in Lancaster. Go check out a great band. They have a great bartender uh, crew, and they. I don't think they serve food anymore. They serve. They just cheesesteaks or something. So you can get a cheesesteak um, anytime right at the in the front area. Right, um, Joe Peace um, cheesesteaks. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and they just opened this rooftop like food truck thing okay. where up on the green roof is like different kitchens, stations, like a food truck, oh. as if like six different food trucks were stopped on the roof so you can get food. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's, bu- it's bizarre. Yeah, it's awesome, man. We should definitely check that out, actually. Do you, um, do you, so you also had a group called the Eight String Fortet. Do you still play the Eight String Guitar or is it kind of? I do. That's about half of the local gigs. Really? Yeah. That crew is still together, that, that group? Not with that band, but just like the actual guitar, like. Just itself. playing like solo or du- like duet or just. It's usually when somebody needs a bass player and a guitar player. Got it. <laughs> You're like, I'll take those. Yeah. Pay me twice. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, that was the idea, but uh-huh. it hasn't panned out like that. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. <laughs> we have one of those over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you think that you get paying, playing twice the instruments would help you out in terms of getting gigs, I guess. But anyway, uh, do you play with that group as much anymore, or is it that? That just- was just like a uh, hey, I've had this guitar for a year, and I've started to figure out how to write music on it, or like learn music on it, and. Uh-huh. I'm going to get like the three sickest musicians I can find and go in the, ba- it was in the basement of TELUS when it used to be a recording studio. It used to be the Sugar Tank where we oh. did this AMFM album. It used to be in the basement of TELUS before they started doing all these shows upstairs. So it used to be quiet in TELUS, believe it or not. Right. We wouldn't know that now. So we just strapped <laughs> cameras on and... Wait, so... I sh- said, here's some charts, let's... Meet this day. So where you recorded the, the AM/FM record, Andy yeah. Moat's Frequency Movement, that was at Sugar Tank, wasn't it? Sugar Tank has since moved to an old TV station, LG TV in Lancaster. Okay. So it was abandoned, however, I don't know how long ago, by a TV station. So it's set up like a studio, a TV station studio, like right. a radio station. So all they had to do was move in their gear and like it was all set up. It was put, done. The sound repaint, do some new floors, and like you know, it's quiet. They can record. That's amazing. They were just able to. Boop, 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 they didn't have to build anything. That's it was cool. awesome. Well, then you guys have also done have like a YouTube series of all your tunes off that last record, which you you started put, putting out slowly. Yeah, like we're actually releasing another one tomorrow. Oh no way! Which one is that? Uh, Fusion Blues. Okay. It's a twelve-bar blues. I love them. We love them. We all love the 12 bar of blues. It's fine. It sounds nothing like blues and yeah. (laughs) No, that's awesome. I was just checking out, um, uh, what the heck is it called? It's the one you just put out. It was, um, Utz. Third take or third, uh. So Utz, that's part three. Part three, that's what it is. Part, it's part three because it's this, uh, there's these two melodies that were called Uts, like made the song called Uts. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, I took those, I had the, the same melody stuck in my head, but wrote it to a different style of music. And that was part two. And then part three came about when AMFM started, which is more of like this hip hop kind of like vibe. 
and now we have Butts Part 4, and we just actually finished last weekend um, this uh, suite, we call it, of four, all the four Utzes put together. <laughs> so it's the same two melodies running together throughout this series of music in three, four different styles of music. Okay. We call it Edible Arrangement. So that'll be our, our s- single coming out in the fall. So when you perform it live, can you just get a bag of Uts and just like put it right there in the front of the stage? Like, If you notice in the video of Uts 3 from the studio, there's a bag of Uts chips behind me. I didn't see it. It's hidden in all the videos. Go check that out. You gotta go check the Uts, the Uts bag. If you can find it, yeah. <laughs> this is where Mark goes in the video. We play the video. We just circle it. <laughs> just have it, have it come up. This is uh, <laughs> all this music came about mainly from instrumental uh, ideas, from melodies. And I, how do you name something like that? It's always the first thing. I'm like, that all right, I have literally the first thing I see, and I'm always eating Utz pretzels. Uh, I have a song called Lion's Head from a long time ago because it was like, was I need a name for this. And it was like probably during college or post college where Lion's Head was everywhere all the time. Okay. <laughs> You know, so it's always the first thing I see, so stupid names for it. Uh, Tuck brought um, some of the tunes. Tuck Ryan? Yeah. I met Tuck um, at, in Lancaster, another one of those, like, community. We're, we're at the jam sessions playing, getting to know each other, seeing each other play. And he came to one of the jam sessions that I was hosting, and, and he called one of my tunes from the eight-string quartet album. Uh-huh. I just wrote on the eight-string, and he, he said, can we play Dark Matter? I said, yeah, you know it? He goes, yeah, I have some lyrics. And he sang it, and I was like... Did you make that up or did you actually have him? He's like, well, no, I've been listening to stuff, but I've been writing lyrics to the music. So I was like, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? You got a band? Like, what do you, what do you, you, you want to play? Like, because it work? was, yeah, it felt so so natural. Like it sounded like, almost like it was freestyling it, and he was like this half flowing improv. Like that song, Dark Matter, has been on like four different people's albums. Oh, you dark matter. Spinning around in my brain And know you're a cloud of good God You know it drives me insane And when it all shatters, baby Nobody's left to blame Cause your dark matters inside of my head Like every day So he brought that one the other ones, I, I think all the rest of them, I guess, I wrote. Which is interesting, because I'll have... I'm not a, a singer. That's what I was going to ask. Like, why don't you sing them? You just you, you well, don't think your voice is suited for them? You or? should listen to this album, and when you hear Tuck sing, there's no reason why mm-hmm. I should be singing. Oh, no. Tuck's a great <laughs> singer. We love Tuck Ryan over here, but I'm, I'm asking specifically, is it just because Tuck's in the band? It's, it's like a main member of the band. Is he just having him in there? It's like, you should sing all of these. Well, yeah, there's no, there's no question. Like, it, I wouldn't be helping the band at all by if I were like, let me take this one. <laughs> like, after he sang anything, I'd be like, mm, yeah, just... not, not my bag. Definitely his bag. Mm-hmm. He's apparently, he's been singing, I guess, since he could walk and speak. His, his parents and his brother told me he's just always singing. I mean, he, he we hope to be playing with you guys a little more as well and we love Tuck and he's a, he is a great singer if you want to go hear him sing check out his stuff on Spotify or um, iTunes and whatnot, and also yeah. on the AMFM record it sounds great he writes amazing music too he's 
and his sound and his interests have evolved uh, since I met him, whatever, mm. how long ago. So it's it's awesome to see, like, every time he hears a new, like, I always try to like, expose him to something, and he always has, like, ten bands that he's exposing me to, and I'm like... You're like, son of a bitch, he's yeah, listening like, to so much fucking music. He is, like, the music historian. He knows... I'm like, have you heard these guys? He's like, yeah, and he'll tell me, like, ten things about the history of that band. I'm, I'm like, like oh. <laughs> I mean, like, what? Well, who have you guys been checking out lately? Um... All the R&B stuff that he's ever showed me, uh, like he, when I first met him, he was like D'Angelo, like that was his thing. So he exposed me to like, I had surface knowledge of D'Angelo and he exposed me to like the deeper knowledge of it. And he's really big into the classic um, R&B stuff. Like he exposed me like Maze and uh, like even like the deeper like Earth, Wind and Fire stuff and like Isley Brothers. Like he, he's literally a historian. Mm-hmm. Which was never really my bad because I was like in school, jazz, jazz, like yeah, notes, technical, like, cool, technical like, notes. Yeah, yeah like, what's what's hip? Yeah, like <laughs> so. This whole yeah, that whole side of things has been great. No, it's amazing to have somebody in your band that'll that'll turn you on to stuff. I got Mark turning me on to hard rock, or excuse me, classic rock all the time. Different Skinner, hard rock, hard rock, classic rock. <laughs> I got, I got Rob some, Zombie. I got bro. some Godsmack for you, bro. <laughs> You know it's going to be a good tour, and Mark uh, starts off the Rob Zombie before we. Before I do kind of have off. a soft spot for Rob Zombie. You do, you do, you fucking do. We've learned uh, in the car to just like. Uh, Tuck uh, has so much musical knowledge, and and he's so excited about stuff that he always, he's like, "Give me the aux cable, give me the aux cable." And so eventually, we're like, "You go all the way in the back, and you put your headphones on." <laughs> we're like. Uh, Taylor and I like to just be nice and quiet, listen to some music, nice at a nice level. Uh, he likes to rock out. Mm, oh, like man, you can hear it from the back. Yeah, so everyone, uh, Josh, our bass player right now, he's uh, big into hip-hop and disco. Uh, so you can hear that pumping through his headphones. Uh, so we all have our, like, we've learned to just, like, we have whatever. Like your station. Two to eight hours to drive. Like, we can't be pumping <laughs> everyone's playlist. <laughs> No, it's it's hard. And so we get to the venues and we're like, all right, what you know, what were you listening to? What did what did somebody said the one time? I just listened to Journey for forty five minutes straight. <laughs> and we all laughed, thinking it was a joke, and they're like, no, 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 I'm dead I don't serious. think anyone ever has ever uttered that. <laughs> That's not true. Journey's a fucking great band. I saw some live footage the other day. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah, sometimes we'll get to a gig literally and be like, I just listened to this song like. For this whole car ride, can we play it tonight? And like we've, and you have to learn it real fast and figure it out. Do you do that a lot? Not a lot, but like, it's fun to challenge yourself. Be like, at a if we have time at a sound check, be like, yeah, like, uh-huh. all right, does everyone? All right, let's listen to it quick. And do you when you guys tour? Do you guys have like you know your hits that you know you're gonna hit and hits you're gonna hit? Well, like your favorites of the record and like kind of stage it off of that, or is it just kind of what you're feeling? It's a little of both. Mm. Uh, like last weekend, we I wrote a set list. I've challenged the guys to write their own set list, and I'm just I'm more decisive. Mm. They'll discuss it forever. So I usually just write the set list. Or what we've been doing is I'll write like groups of like four songs, and be like, "Are right, you guys put them together however you want the night to go in mm-hmm. that?" And then you work it out that, that way in that vibe. And then like, there's always audibles. Like we have those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it just goes where it goes. Like, all right, maybe we're 
chilling out too much here. We go, we're, you know, feeling the audience. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's not a good night to be playing. Like too jammy. <laughs> you want to make, keep people dancing or something like that. Or yeah, we hate it when we like finish a, a tune and somebody goes, ah, and we like kick into a slow jam. We're like, oh, that was on the set list, but not, Wasn't not good timing. Right yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we, we, we encounter that a lot and we, we, uh, we audible a fair amount. Sometimes, uh, where, where did we play with Christina Vane? That was out at the a, empty glass in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Right before we went on, we were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do a straight jam. We're not going to stop. I believe it's called a jam, or a jam hoagie. S- jam hoagie. That's right. We got drunk and called it that. No, or, that's what it's called, bro. Is it called it? It's a, look it up. It's I thought it was ours. Anyway, so we, we did a jam what? hoagie where we just <laughs> played straight through the set. We didn't stop once. And uh, it was a challenge because we've ne- we didn't plan it out, and we just kind of had it before us to listen to each other. It was really exciting. And after was this, it like real jams to connect all the songs? Yeah, we had to, we had to figure out. Yeah, all I the just songs. wrote a, I wrote a set list, and I said yeah. we're going to do this, this into this into this into this yeah. into yeah. this. And we had like and then we sandwiched it right. So the first song, oh, song we opened with, we closed with. Too. Oh yeah, oh so, the hoagie. Okay, we I do that a lot. I'll write the set list, and a lot of times I'll do those arrows. And sometimes I'm thinking, let's have a transition jam. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm th- I'm thinking it's just like the next person, whoever starts it, just they're we'll gonna it. they need to start it right away. Yeah. And so usually I say, here's the set list, and I say like, any questions? <laughs> like <laughs> like a true boss. Like I'm trying to I'm thinking like, you know, like see what everybody thinks and stuff. Yeah, like try to be on the the same wavelength. I like it, which is cool. Are you guys recording now, like for like a new record coming up, or just? That's the idea. We did a, that single, uh, the edible arrangement, which is like a more like a sweet. It's like a f- eight minute single. Mm-hmm. But no, you're gonna put that out and like all we'll the put that houses. out in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> Still not sure if it should be like a four single little album or like a one song single it sounds like you're leaning towards the one song single but it flows so nice i just listened to the strings uh overdubs rough mix today oh you brought them back in to to do the uh the string over yeah brought the string just the quartet Mm. and then stacked them three times each so it's like three quartets so it Mm. sounds like an orchestra it sounds huge that's amazing i love learning about that stuff like how that sits like yeah, the arrangement within the arrangement. It's like stuff a quartet like sounds cool. Yeah, like they're playing the parts and they're stacked in like different intervals, and then you do it again. And it kind of sounds a little wonky, and then you stack the third one. All of a sudden, like all any it's tuning massive. issue goes away, and it sounds huge. Uh, Witrian taught me that. He's like, you need three strings, like three bass players. Sounds in tune. Sounds good, like a chorus effect. Two of them are, sounds out of tune. Uh-huh. One of them because one of them is always challenging the other one. Yeah, you can't be exactly in tune. Yeah. but the third one all of a sudden like fixes. So anyway, yeah. That's bizarre. I kind of love it. And learning like, oh, like, oh, like a Harmon mute trumpet and a flute, like stabbing, like that sounds awesome. Uh-huh. But like a regular trumpet and a flute stabbing sounds way different. Like mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Like what, what would this song sound cool with? Were you guys in there a long time, like trying to figure out the, the arrangement of it? Like the, with, like specifically like Harmon mutes and things like that. No, that's all me just in the woodshed, so to speak, mm-hmm. like at my computer trying to get decent samples and or hearing like the one snarky puppy record came out and that's where I was like, what is that sound? I had to like do research of like 
it's like the opening track to one of their newer records. I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Mm. Like I never would have thought about that. It's just like their timbres, like mix. Yeah. Uh, I love I love Snarky Puppy. I haven't checked out. They just put out a new single. Uh, it's on Spotify. I think they just put it out the other day. It's really good. I can't remember the name of it offhand. Yeah, I mean, it's not often I... But they're great, man. Don't like their stuff. <laughs> I really am impressed with their growth in arrangements, and that's where, like, that's one of those bands that yeah. I look up to because, oh, wow, you can take that music. You can take, like, this edible arrangements. You can take basically one or two melodies and just, like explore tons of different options of like styles and instruments oh, i could i mean away. that's like a big band kind of like yours where you could kind of move it around too and put the the, the melody in different places I love yeah it. we do that a lot like i'll take it the first time sax will take it the second time right. synth will take it the second time like or we'll play it together and then and then it'll be like the the backing voice underneath somebody's solo and yeah stuff like that because then it sounds like the music's developing and it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. somebody else plays it no i love it i love snark the puppy and uh i love your guys' stuff i can't wait to hear the the new single four piece ep whatever yeah. it turns out to be yeah i don't know yet well got a couple months still All right, this next segment of Dude, Check This Out is called The Music News, where we talk about the music news with our guests. We talk about all things news, music, news. <laughs> How many times do I get to say music news? Music. Music. News. News. The news of music. The yes. new music? Yeah, so check this out. Well, no, we talk about things that are happening in the news with music. So here's some, an example. Artists file a $100 million lawsuit against Universal Music over 2008 fire. Have you heard about this? Fire? Yeah. No. So here's what happened. There was a, there's like a, like a, uh, there's a universal lot, right? They were storing a ton of unreleased material and masters and backlogs of tracks. And it was just a fire hazard and it just went up in flames in 2008. Yeah, there was like some classic Aretha Franklin records mm-hmm. in there and like some, I think some Bill Withers. Some, some like all like there's a classic lot. shit that, that was they lost. didn't have backed up and they, and they no. lied about it they that's, did that's the worst part that, of that that's part I was gonna bring up that's the lawsuit is that they, um, <laughs> they 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 um, they claimed they had insurance claims and it was reportedly valued at 150 million dollars and they took that money and none of the artists saw it and recently they just some uh, um, the Times reported that about this fire and like wait I thought it was just a couple things from the 50s and 40s and then it was like oh no 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 all your masters are gone what so here here are some of the biggest states that have been fucked by this fire Tupac Shakur Tom Petty um, Hole Soundgarden Steve Earle Louis Armstrong and The Roots Jesus and that's just some of them that's that's a big list a of artists. Of shit, Those dude. are big artists. Yeah. And you lost a lot of masters and backlog. Are you kidding? Like yeah, I hope Yeah, those are that might still be in that time period where it's there's only one copy. Uh, the suit which seeks damages in the excess of a hundred million was filed by all those estates. Or people that have passed away. Like the plaintiffs contend that UMG breached its contract with artists by failing to archive the materials properly, instead allegedly stowing masters and other materials what they quote in an inadequate, in, in an inadequate sub, substandard storage warehouse located on the back lot of Universal Studios Hollywood. Hollywood. It was known as the fire trap. So <laughs> all their stuff just burned up in this fire, and 
and there's no way to get the masters back. Like all those tracks. $150 million. They took the money and didn't tell any of the artists that, hey, we burned all your stuff, but we took the insurance claim off of it. Can you believe that? I don't see much of the benefit in those, like a company like Universal, like how are they helping in any way to begin with and then not even... They're, they're not. <laughs> not even making any reparation when they mess up. And, and they allegedly hid all the losses from the artists and the public. And yeah, that's it's until just, you broke the news. Until, well, no, the Times found out. No, breaking news. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that happened. That's one part of the music news. Second part of the music news is a little <clears throat> bit of a sad story. Jeff Austin. <clears throat> Of Yonder Mountain String Band passed away recently. Uh, Mark, do you have yeah, details about dude. this? Uh, I don't have anything that ha- hasn't already come out. I guess he he was in a coma and then he passed away. I guess I yesterday. Um, at least that, that's what that's what I heard. Um, but, I was afraid of that because the way that they avoid that whole yeah. emergent they always say emergency or mm-hmm. personal. It's always like, <clears throat> are you hinting at something? Yeah. yeah, usually when they don't have anything to say, I always have that fear. It's, it's always yeah. like a dark, yeah, it's always a I, dark connotation. I actually met him once. The bridge opened for Yonder at Higher Ground in Burlington. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, he was the nicest dude in the world. He hung out with us. He was like super. <laughs> and you know you went Mark Brown over Yeah. Sweetest, <laughs> sweetest, yeah but su- sweetest guy in the world, though. Sweetest guy in the world. Like, so nice, so humble. He wasn't like, you know, you meet some of these guys. In these headlining acts, and they won't know anything to do with you. And like, he was super cool, yeah. really nice guy. No, and if it, there have been a couple cool of um, cool of um, cool uh, posts online of, of artists who have played with him, and it, some cool um, stories that have come out. So, uh, rest in peace, man. Uh, Jeff Austin of the Honor Mountain String Band. Uh, moving up to more hilarious news, Woodstock '50 has been canceled. <laughs> Have you heard about For this? For real. Yeah. Totally <laughs> Did you, have you heard about no, this, Mark? I know um, So, here, let me get the story up on my, my uh, uh, computer here. Geez. Uh Somebody said, Woodstock 50's permit rules drawn up by people who didn't know anything about the business. Uh, some of them are sensible. Some of them are, are things they put in there so they didn't want you to be able to do it again and you couldn't. Basically, it was just – it was 52 days away and it was going to be the 50th commemoration of the 69 – Woodstock Festival, and it was basically going to be a shit show. Not like the Fire Festival shit show, but it was going to be something close. <laughs> Just disorganized, etc., etc. Um, last month, Woodstock 50 found itself without a site when organizers of the raceway at Watkins Glen pulled out, citing a missed final payment of 150000 to secure the venue. Yikes. Uh, yeah, wouldn't give them the license, and it just sounded like it was very, very loose and they they didn't know what they were doing. That's a huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that money and then also organizing that event. Yeah. Where, where 69 Woodstock went wrong on top of everything else. Forget about it. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I think of those like the Bonnaroo's like the huge festivals like they've been doing that a long time and they still learn. Every year. They Every go, year oh, like like you would need a team of huge team of people that have been doing it for a long time to take that over. Not just people like we should do Woodstock 50. 
And they're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We're going to make a ton of yeah, money. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't it the Pigeon? What was the Pigeons Festival where somebody died? Or No, no, no. It was, that was um, All Good. All Good. All That's Good what it used was. to be. Rest in peace. All Good was such a great festival. But uh, All Good was in West Virginia. Did you ever go to All, all Good? No. No? Um, it was in West Virginia, and I guess it was on a mountain. It was on like a mountainside, and it rained, and oh, somebody's yeah. truck like rolled over a tent. Yeah, and someone's sleeping in it. So then they moved it, and then when they moved it, like they moved it to Ohio, and the cops were like super dicks about it. West Virginia is a lot different than Ohio. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Ohio. Anyway. On to the next section of the show. <laughs> I don't like this Ohio. Is, this is such a downer, bro. <laughs> well, that's that's what's happening in the news. I got nothing Ohio left to tell you. Ohio sucks. Ohio sucks. Anyway. This part of the show is one of our favorites. We call it Whip It Out. Your phone, that is. We talk about the last five things that we've listened to so people can Whoa. check it out and maybe go listen to whatever you're listening to. But Do I have to be honest? Yeah. <laughs> like bust out your phone and tell us the last five things you either search for or listen to. I'll give you mine. Um, I, oh, here. I'll give you mine first so you can look and kind of figure out what you're going to say. Yeah. My first one was AMFM's self-entitled first record. Go check that out. John Gilbride, a friend of ours who was the first guest in this podcast, finally finally put out his first album. It's out on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere it can be sold. Uh, I listened to the Grateful Dead's live album, uh, Cornell, May 8th, 1977. Because I haven't listened to too many Grateful Dead live shows. And I was like, I'll check it out. It's fine. Um, Year to year. What? Year to year it's so different. I know, just like different style, different like genre almost yeah it's bizarre different band um do you like a lot of the dead stuff yeah <laughs> like you check out like from year to year like go oh, like 77 I, to 78 go back i remember starting at the beginning and just <laughs> being like okay i think i have an idea of like what the you know the bluesy rocking kind of mid-60s thing was and then it was fun to just like every year like okay here comes the acid <laughs> okay here come the songs like right. you know what i mean the development and it was wild. No, it's a, there was um, they did um, oh, it was a classic like Mexican folk song. Mexican girl, and it's like fuck, it's fast. They're, yeah. they're on something. Um, and then I checked out Springsteen's new album, Western Stars, which was a huge letdown. He's got a new album. Huh? It's not good. <laughs> I don't like it. Probably I, made it in Ohio. Probably, <laughs> he probably made it in Ohio. <laughs> Goddamn uh, Cleveland music album. Way, if we have any listeners in Ohio, we love Ohio. We love Ohio. <laughs> Cleveland Columbus, rocks. Yeah. <laughs> in Columbus. And then we, I checked out Jork on August 1st album, Sunday morning, which he recently just put out. And he was on the, uh, the last episode of the podcast. Andy, what do you got? I would also like to say, for all this Ohio shit talking, I've never been to Ohio. so I have. It's, <laughs> it's not worth it. It's, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, the first thing I pulled up, the main squeeze. I was listening to them on the way yeah. here. Which record, uh, or anything in particular? The one I had just finished was their, I guess, 2012 self-titled. Um, some classics on that one. That like they're just. Uh, it's like everything I love. 
like the 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 groove, mm-hmm. amazing singing, awesome arrangements. I guess I'll go back and um, Dr. John Lettuce Ripe is one of my new favorite bands. Oh, we haven't talked. We haven't had a podcast since Dr. John, right? Have we talked about Dr. John yet? We have not. Rest in peace, Dr. John. Um, we haven't had a podcast since he passed away. Um, we play uh, Walk on Gilded Splinters by him uh, every now and again. And yeah. It's such a – it's sad. He was only late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, he was pretty old. He was like 80, dude. Was he? Yeah, he was pretty old. He's been around He looked long. like late 60s like a long he, time like he ago. Was, <laughs> he was just holding it. <laughs> I don't know. That was another one of those. Uh, we had a show that night that he died. and um, He played a couple of his. Yeah, there was like some of AMFM guys played a, a pickup show and we were like, all right, let's play a bunch of Dr. John tonight. That happened a couple years ago. Um, Tom Petty uh, died, whatever, at the beginning of the week and we had a Thursday gig. So mm-hmm. we played like a whole set of Tom Petty, mm-hmm. but reggae versions. It's like, you know, when people are like feeling it the most, like, let's, yeah. let's, let's dive into it and yeah. play the music. All right, give me two more. What else are you like checking out? Uh... This is just from my Spotify the past That's day. Yeah. So Main Squeeze, Dr. John, the new Lettuce album. Uh, the band Ripe has been... I've been playing them constantly. I don't know them very well, to be honest. Uh, I think they're a Boston band, is mm-hmm. at least where I first saw them play. Are they an older group or they, pretty young? I have no idea, to be honest. They look, have, for, they look like... I know nothing about like them as 30s. a band. Early forties, from Boston. Early forties? They're in their early. Oh, they are in their early forties. They look like they're my age, so like late thirties, early forties. So old. It says their records only started in two thousand thirteen, so I feel like they did huh. they like just get out of college so or just, like did maybe, they just maybe they're a little younger than that. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but they're nothing from they're Boston. Road ridden. It's just in their face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they they don't look like you can tell. Like they might be forty, they might be twenty. Right. Kind of like a Jim Brewer face. Like, he could be 50. <laughs> he could just be really high and be 20. <laughs> it's like a band that, uh, it's like almost like a funk-driven band. I, I, I hate using the word funk, because, but they're like uh, like a... I think funk's a great word. You could listen to their songs instrumentally, and they have these awesome horn lines and like driving, driving songs that feel good, and then their vocalist is just like picks these amazing melodies that you wouldn't guess. Like, like these, uh, it's great. No, I love it, dude. And I, and, I don't even know how I found about it. It was like one of those things. Like I don't even remember like where I first saw them. them. Yeah, or whatever. Like somebody just, just like, gave you the tune. Immediately, I was obsessed with them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll check them out on the road too. <laughs> like, what else? What's? Give me one more. Give me one more uh, artist to check out for our fans here, our, our listeners. The next one on my recently played list is Deep Purple. That's probably because of a student. That's okay. I, honestly. No, it's okay. I, we talk about this all the time. With our last five, a lot of our people that come on are teachers. So like, you got to talk about, like, well, I was teaching all of these songs to my kids. And so, this isn't what I would usually listen to, but hey, it's a thing. The new Stevie Wonder record, the newest one that I didn't know about, apparently came out, oh, 2005. That's not that new. <laughs> Which one was it? It was the... Uh... A Time to Love. Okay. I was listening to that recently. Here, give me one more. Give me one more. Uh, I'll admit this one Rita Ora a pop artist no idea uh, she, I saw her on like some perf- live performance like she had a live band mm-hmm. and it was this great arrangement of a tune like a pop tune but like uh, more this uh, 
almost like soul funk hip hop vibe okay. to like a pop tune, which is right up my alley. So whoever's doing her stuff is crushing it. Okay, cool. Well, here since we're talking pop, we had this this uh, section in the uh, podcast we haven't done in a little while because like I kept getting these weird responses. <laughs> and here, you know, I think you'll understand from people in the room or like well from yeah from, from people in the room it's called the top 40 which is we talk about you know how a lot of top 40 music is like very uh, what's the word I'm looking for it's 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 not musically inclined it's more what's going to be popular yeah inclined do you have a favorite pop song right now that's in the top 40 that's come out I honestly I have no idea what's in the top 40 right now. Like okay. the Billboard top 40 singles or whatever. Yeah. I The other day I had this discussion with, uh, with somebody and we were saying, like, I literally have no idea what's going on, what most people know. And was, so we looked up Spotify's, like, that day, the number one song had, like, 5 million views that day. And I had no idea who it was and I'd never heard the song. So I, if you had a list of people, maybe I would recognize some of them, um, but... We, I, I'm I skipped, I skipped Mark with his last five, but here's here's the, the the top forty song, which I think you should check out. There's a girl right now. She's seventeen. Her name is Billie Eilish. That's the one that I found out about that I had no idea about. She's really good. Uh, the song that I had picked was called "Bad Guy." It's really good. I've heard it. Yeah. It's I mean four on the floor fine, but like the, <laughs> the production is like interesting, almost like. Like clubby, but like uh, you're in, you're interested in listening. It's not just all in your face, four in the floor music. There's like parts and things, and they all work with each other to create like a, an arrangement. It's kind of cool. To me, I thought when I first heard that song, I thought it was like like a the teenagers' L.A. version of like trap music. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Can see that? Yeah, 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 for sure. It like has that kind of like that's the scene that's happening in that town and it's appealing to everyone right now uh-huh. like that whatever Atlanta I think it was that like trap music was like I don't exploded I, out of and like this part of somebody the episode made is sponsored by the Riverline train <laughs> <laughs> this happens every episode this is great I miss my train I miss my train uh, Mark Brown I, I skipped you on your last five that's my bad that's okay don't worry about it bro what, what are your last five brother I got the fearless flyers clutch yeah. they're awesome um I got a little... Wait, did you listen to the newest record? Or yeah, the, the newest record. The old one. Okay. Yep, the newest one. Uh, some Galactic. Which record? Uh, Crazy Horse Mongoose, one of their older records. That's the, that's like that's the, the classic one. one. Yeah. That's the good one. Uh, I got Edgar Winter's White Trash. Just, yeah, every now and then you little yeah. Edgar Winter in your life, you know? Um, you listen to What You Are. It's cool. I got... Uh, oh. <laughs> Nothing. I got some. I got some Wheeler Walker. I got the song. Oh, I got the song. God. I got the song. Uh, Redneck shit by Wheeler Walker. <laughs> so if you guys don't know who Wheeler Walker Jr. Wheeler Walker is, Jr. Go go to go to go to Spotify or uh, or iTunes. Get you, give yourself a giggle. Go to Wheeler Walker Dude, Jr. I'd like to just some of his songs are called uh, Beer Weed Cooches. Yep. Another song is called. We make that's not even. Out. That's not Another even song close. is called "Eating Pussy, Kicking Ass." Yep, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's one: fighting, fucking, farting. <laughs> that's awesome. He's he's um he's a comedian, it, right? He's, he's a comedian that didn't make it as a comedian. He started putting out his like 
outrageous country songs, and he blew up. The so country. That's, yeah, that's all he fucking does. Is he's, he's Is it sit in parentheses on my face? No, it's just, it's just, it's just, just straight sit on my sit face. On my face. <laughs> <laughs> right to the point. Yeah. Hey, back to the top 40. Do you actually know anything that's in the top 40 right now, Mark? Well, isn't that uh, Billy Ray Cyrus song in the top oh, 40? Old Town Road. Old Town Road. You can't get away from that. Awful. That's all I know, honestly. Awful. That's it. Lancaster's like pop station I always have on on the radio when I'm driving around just to like try to stay up. So I may have heard like, all of this stuff and I wouldn't know who it is. Like you try to keep up, right? But then you're like, I just you get exhausted and all sorts. I mean, for me, I get like I'm just like I'm good, but but like <laughs> but then you find a gem. Every, that's the whole point. Yeah, like you find a gem. Rita Ora was one of those gems. I was like, oh wow, this is refreshing. Check out. There's a song called Juice. What's the girl's name? It's awesome. Look it up real fast. Juice, yeah. Juice. Um, I like juice. Let me pull it up real quick here. It's by uh, Lizzo. Have you heard of this girl? No, no, hold on. She's an, she's like, she's an, she's, she, hold on, hold on. This song is awesome. Mark, you will love this song. You will love this song. It's called Juice by Lizzo. She, um, she was just on the BET Awards. She was on Oprah. She's all this stuff. She is incredible, and she's an amazing flute player. So she plays these tunes, and she has these flute breakdowns in her show. And she'll do this shit wow. like, well, she'll play a solo like it's burning, and then like she'll have like pyrotechnics where flames come out of the <laughs> the flute. It's it's awesome. It's really cool. Is she good at the flute? She's really good. She's genuinely good at the flute. I feel like you wouldn't need the... Uh, but it's just like that pop thing is like making sure you catch people's attention. That's just me, though. Yeah, like I... But like us, is, if, it's, if, it's, if it's good audio-wise, then you're like, oh, awesome. But for other people, you need to see it. I'll never forget this discussion I had with somebody in college that is, was not a musician at all. And he said, we had this argument about a band. He's like, I don't know why you like them. What uh, band was it was it? Fish. Okay. He's like, that sounds so dumb. And I was like, well, what do you like? And he's like, I like anything that sounds good. I don't care because I was saying, like, you don't understand what they're doing with their instruments and, like, communicating with each other. And I was, like, making my whole fish thing. Mm -hmm. You don't understand it. And he he was like, if somebody hits a button on a computer and it sounds cool, I don't care. Like, it Uh sounds cool to me. I could care less about how good that person is. I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're good at their instrument. And it was this whole, like, it, like, broke me for a while. Because it, like, you know, I'm at school, like, just, oh, just get good. Just get good. Just get good yeah, at like playing. Just good. get good. People Everything understand. will fall into place. Right. And then this guy was like, it doesn't fucking matter. If you can hit a keyboard note, sounds cooler than your guitar, I like the keyboard note. If your guitar sounds cooler than the keyboard, I like your guitar. Right, and then you got to get in this whole, like, existential crisis about the whole damn thing. Yeah. And just, like... <laughs> Jesus. Well, here. So we're at the last part of this show. Can, it's we, called, uh, can we FaceTime Missy in? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's FaceTime Missy. Oh, we missed it. Oh, Missy! Come on. Well, here. Let's do this last part of the podcast. At least I tried. You got that on video, right? We did. We, we, did. Got, we got it, dude. <laughs> Missy, it's, it's, uh, it's there. This last part of the podcast is called The Lightning Round. Oh. Okay. It's like Jimmy Fallon. A little bit. We stole it. Okay. Don't sue us. So yeah. everyone's suing everybody these days. So I'm gonna ask you a, a question, and you give me like your answer as fast as you possibly can. Okay, I I'm pretty slow. What? Okay, first album you ever owned. 
Aerosmith. Which one? It was red. <laughs> good it good was enough. Next red. question. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, it's probably the the greatest hits or Dream On or something. It did have Dream On. It was probably the yeah their first greatest hits. Okay, like the old school greatest hits. Yeah, with the, the wings. Okay. Not the blue one. Not the blue greatest no, no, hits. No, 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 no. The red greatest hits. Uh, first show you ever saw? Aerosmith. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Why have we not been talking about Aerosmith? I love Aerosmith. Um, they were terrible now. Uh, favorite song to play right now? I've really been enjoying trying to play um, for my brother in the style of Derek Trucks. Okay. With, you know, no pick. Try to make just it sound like doing a, it like all the fingering. Just like. Fingering, sliding. Mm. Yeah. All right. What's your least favorite song to play? Oh, I played a pop gig last weekend, so most of those. <laughs> so like wagon wheels and things like that. No, like, like the in sync and. Oh, I want it that we way. We swung in a little bit and dug into it, and it was we made it fun, but. But you were like I kept my head down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done a few of those. Favorite music venue. Uh, Zotropolis in Lancaster. We just played. AMFM just played last weekend. And I did see that. You're, you're, by the way, your uh, schedule's looking awesome right now. Summer looks fun, yeah. Lots of traveling. It looks great. Uh, least favorite venue? Horror stories included, if you can. I'll avoid uh, hometown. <laughs> All right. Uh, least, least favorite uh, experience venue ever, Crocodile Rock in Allentown. Oh, dude, I was supposed to play a gig there. Well, tell us the story. Uh, I was probably 16. Mm-hmm. I had my rock band. We sold 120 some fucking tickets. That's a lot of tickets. On, for like $16 a ticket. And, uh, you know, there's 10 bands on the bill. And so we're like, we feel like kings. Like, we go in, I meet up with the manager, and, uh, Account, you know, we count out all the money. He scoops it all up and throws me a twenty and says thanks and puts it in his pocket and walked away. And so we just had it out for him, like, like what am I gonna do? Like, yeah. I can't shake you down. You're like, you have security on your side. Like, wow. they would all, you know, and like when you when you're 16, like you just can't can't wait. Yeah. But this happened like before the gig, so we were like, what do we do? Do we just cancel? Like, and- all the other ten bands will just be like, cool, we'll take extra five minutes out of there <laughs> wow I can't, 120 tickets it was ridiculous That's like insane. I had a huge stack of money and I remember being like I need more tickets because he only gave us 100 so I need more and he gave me 20 it was something stupid like $20 and, and like you, what are we going to do have our dad call in and be like let me talk to the manager what the fuck I remember talking to the guy on the phone I can't remember his name but he looked like Fabio so, <laughs> yeah so we were drinking one night uh, and Somebody called him up because they were talking about him. And I was saying, like, oh, we had it out for this guy because what are we going to do? Like, he took all our money. I can't believe And that. I got him on the phone. And I was just, like, and just, like, ripping him a new one. He's like, you're never playing here again. I was like, nah, it just got good saying that. We're, we're definitely never playing there again. Like, we're, What's the math we're not, that? <laughs> 16 times 120? That's, uh, oh, I don't even want to know. <laughs> Are you asking me to do I, math? I, I, I'm, I'm legit asking no Mark right Brown to do math. That is $1,920. And he gave me, yeah, he bucks. gave me like a 20 He kept $1,900. I just remember him walking away. He's this like really tall guy, looked like Fabio, and just had this, his back pocket was just like, holy shit. 
We thought we were on top of the world, and it was just like the first real life experience in the music business that we had. Fuck that guy. I would. I would. I I feel like it's like Tom or something. I don't know. Anyway, Tom. Tom. I don't think that place is there anymore. So it's not for good reason. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. I remember oh being like, wait, is this how it is? Do I really want to do music? Never. Like never that bad. But I mean, you get raped in different ways. But I mean, like that's really bad, especially like when you're in high school and you don't realize like this is what it is. Oh, I remember, okay, so the interview to get the gig, yeah. we had uh, our friend's dad and me and the, the friend, we made a demo on a cassette tape in his basement <laughs> on a four-track cassette tape. We take it in, we meet with the manager and the owner, and they're like, uh, and our, his friend's dad was here and he, you know, to help because we were like, whatever, 16. Right. And the owner's just like, so what is this meeting about? We were just like, uh, we, had we, no want, idea. we want you to listen to our demo, like... So we can play your venue. He goes, I don't, are you going to sell tickets to the show? We're like, I don't know. Do we have to? He's like, I don't care what you sound like. If you sell tickets, you can play the venue. And we're like, it was like the whole thing was just like, we didn't see that coming. We put like, you know what I mean? Like we're like learning our instruments. Right. We made a cassette demo like with like three songs, the best songs. And he was just like, I don't care what you sound like. And then they took all the money and I was just like, ah, like... Welcome, no, I, welcome to music. <laughs> Yikes. Let's move on. Still doing it, though. <laughs> we are still doing it. We're looking for that other $1,900, though, Tom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, guilty Pleasure Artist or Album. I hate to say it, but like Michael Jackson. Okay. Which one? I was obsessed with him as a kid. I unfortunately started watching this documentary recently. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that's called, that new uh, one. Finding Neverland, I think it's what it's called. Something, something like, like that. that. No, that's like a kid's movie. It's like the other one. Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> something about rape. Anyway. Anyway, so. like the one kid in that thing was like me as a kid, like doing the choreography in the, to that, what's that album, uh, Dangerous. Mm. Anyway, like his classic stuff way before that, like it's like the foundation of like all the funk music i love today true i mean and the disco that's really true the bands were always tight and music, those arrangements, arrangements were like ridiculous like quincy jones off like, the wall and thriller were like that was just like a milestone it's, it's just, in music it's bananas and then the see kind of uh, he's not alive so he it, it like his um his legacy's tarnished forever that is unfortunate yeah i, I try to think about being a kid and just like the inspiration i mean like, it, like i, I mean I hope those kids get justice, whatever that is, at this right. point. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but I just, wow, we, I just we're have a downer today. I have this one terrible dance move that like looks like I'm doing like I'm in a wheelchair and like I just naturally comes out whenever I heal hear anything off off the wall, like it just like naturally like. And then you think about the documentary, like, and then your shoulders. No, I just like, like it makes you feel so good. Like he never says anything about like directly swearing or anything directly sexual but you feel it mm-hmm. in his music like you feel like yeah like I want to dance and I want to like I want to have sex and dance like and he never says that in his music it's it's amazing favorite local artist that no one's heard of or believe, you believe that people should hear of um, Tuck Ryan that's fair yeah. uh, favorite album right now full entire album uh, the Motets What's it called? Fool No More or something? Okay. Favorite artist right now? Oh, is this still lightning round? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, well, no, it's okay. I wanted to do a, <laughs> do a strap light on those other ones. Favorite artist, like, 
music. Like right and, now, like who's your favorite artist? Like right now, like somebody who like you really identify with, and you're really digging the tunes. It sounds like the main squeeze, but I mean, this week has been like yeah, they've been touching all my musical. The guitarist is phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the arrangements, the singing, everything yeah. is is good. They have just the right amount of synth. Just yeah, I know. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. The right, it's not overdoing it. We're not back in the 80s. Every other song, there's a little synth section. I'm like, yes, fine. Yeah, okay. I'm not sick of it. It, t- it touches you in the right spot, but you don't feel like you're, you're overdoing it. No, I love it. I love it, absolutely. Uh, hey, uh, tell the people where that people can find you. Oh. On the interwebs. Me personally, uh, andymote.com. Um, that covers most of the bases of the activities that I do musically. And what's the next show you got? What's it called? Dogfish Head in Rehoboth Beach and then Funky Fest. When's the Rehoboth Beach show? Um, Google Calendar. Um, <laughs> July 12th, Rehoboth Beach. Uh, July 13th at Funk Fest up in um, Scranton area. Uh, AMFM's, do, this is all AMFM gigs, I guess. Um, AMFM is playing a gig called Keep Calm and Funk On. We're doing all British bands. A night of just funk versions of all British bands. We in the van we were talking about uh, Scary Pockets and how they rearrange classic tunes. Yeah. So we're doing a night like that. We did um, their version of uh, Hey Jude uh, with a band Pepperwine a couple weeks ago. Oh hell yeah! That was a lot of fun. And then AMFM, we'll see you guys at um, the Suburban the Sensei, Sensei Family Sensei Gathering. Family Gathering, yeah. We're also doing Zucchini Moon that weekend. Yeah, well, that's with Muscle Tough, right? And the crew over there? Yeah, Muscle Tough's on yeah. that. Uh, I think Darlington. I have to yeah. look at the flyer again. Jack Shouty. Um, then we start going south again, which is fun, in August. We should do a south run. That south is so amazing. Like Isn't The first time like- we went down there, everyone's nice, and they paid us and fed us. And they're like, hey, stay at our house. And like, we're like, word? <laughs> I'm like, who are you? And they're like, I'm the sound guy. And we're like, why are you nice to us? Like, We'll take it. <laughs> we once got charged $1.50 for the soundboard recording, and it was just a blank CD up in, in, uh, in the Sh- north. Shut up. Where? Down in the set. In, um, I think so, it was Buffalo. It's a blank CD. <laughs> we get in, the guy goes, no, no, no. And then we paid $1.50 for the soundboard. It was a blank CD. Down the south, they'll give us... Pre-mixed soundboard recordings, like, like we've got a couple like, of those. We got a couple of those. Yeah, they're like, hey, we got catering for you too. And you're like, what? Like, what? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Do you know who we are? <laughs> you don't know who we are. <laughs> That's amazing, though. It is. Uh, yeah, oh, we're like, man, we can't wait to go south again, dude. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming to do the interview. And uh, go check out AMFM and listen to their music. Hey, everybody. Peace out. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to Dude. Check this out. Once again, if you want to learn more about Hambone Relay, please go to our website, hambonerelay.com, or go to iTunes to check out our records, or Spotify, which is where these playlists will be located for these episodes. And don't listen to the haters, man. There's plenty of good music out there. You just have to keep looking. See y'all later.